You are listening to a podcast from C3 Church Wallandilly. For more episodes and information, please visit our website at c3wc.com forward slash Wallandilly or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash C3 Wallandilly. I love Christmas because it is a time of giving, but I love it too because it's not just about the birth of Christ. It's about the death of Christ too and what that death accomplished on the cross for each and every one of us. So Pastor Rowan gave gave me a scripture in Luke. It's Luke 2 from verse 8 to 20, and I'm going to do a devotion um, from that passage. So maybe over the years you've... Um, um, you've received a remarkable gift. I'm sure some of us have. I'm sure we've received remarkable gifts in in remarkable packages. Or maybe you have received a remarkable gift in a truly unremarkable package. There was something very beautiful in it, but you just didn't know what that was going to be. A number of years ago, I received a remarkable gift in a very plain, unimpressive package. It was the ring I'm wearing now, and it means so much to me because of what it represented and because of what Christ has done in and through me and because of who gave the gift to me. That's the thing that makes the gift rememberable. In Luke 2.8, a remarkable gift in a truly remarkable package came down from heaven in the form of a message given by an angel to shepherds while they were watching their flocks by night. Now they were in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. I would be too, wouldn't you? That's remarkable. Then the angel said to them, Don't be afraid, for behold, I bring good tidings. I bring good news. The angels were bringing, or this angel was bringing, a news bulletin that was going to change the world of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Saviour. The word Saviour there means a Saviour, someone who comes to save you, someone who comes to deliver you, someone who comes to preserve you. It means, the word is so-so, and it means complete wholeness. God has come to bring complete wholeness wholeness. And it says, who is the Christ, the Lord? And this will be the sign. Now a sign points to something, doesn't it? And this will be a sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, laying in a manger. What a remarkable message. And suddenly it says, There were the angel, there were with the angel, sorry, a multitude of heavenly hosts 
praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. This was an army that descended. I don't know whether you know that, but this was an army. This was heaven's army. The, the message came and heaven's army backed it. And heaven's army came down and they sang. How glorious would that be? And heaven's army sang praises in honour of God and in honour of what God was about to do. I think that that is absolutely and utterly remarkable. Absolutely and utterly remarkable. A gift is brought by an angel to shepherds in the form of a news bulletin. How good's that? <laughs> but how it came, how it came, can you imagine that? And the good news was that God has come to save. God has come, world, to deliver. God has come to preserve humanity. And he's bringing peace back into the relationship that has been destroyed through sin. That's the good news. That's what the good news means. But my question was when I was reading this was, why would God give such a truly, truly remarkable message to ordinary shepherds? Why would God do that? Why would he give a truly remarkable message in such a remarkable way to humble shepherds. Well, Bible scholars, they believe that these shepherds were not just ordinary shepherds. Jesus came, you see, to deliver humanity from sin and the effects of sin, and in order to do that, it was going to cost him his life, and he was willing to do that, to lay down his life, because that's why Christ came, for you and for me. 1 Peter 1, 18 and 19 says, For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from an empty life you inherited from your ancestors, and it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which loses their value or its value. It was with the precious blood of Christ, the sinless, spotless lamb. Bethlehem was known for its sacrificial lambs. The fields um, on the borders of Jerusalem were where the sacrificial lambs were raised. And the shepherds served the sacrificial system of the day, the temple service. These lambs were being born to be sacrificed for sin. And the place where these special lambs gave, were given birth was called the Tower of the Flock. During the lambing season, the sheep were brought 
to the tower of the flock from the fields and the lower level of that place was a birthing place, scholars say, for the sacrificial lambs. And the manger and the manger was a stall where the shepherds would place the lambs and get this, they would wrap them in swaddling cloth for, to preserve them from thrashing and harming themselves because each lamb that was born would be inspected to see if any bones were broken or if they had any spot or wrinkle or blemish because they'd be rejected if that was the case. And those shepherds wanted to keep those lambs in perfect condition because there was lots of lambs that were going to be sacrificed over the time. Micah 4.8, there's a prophecy there. And the prophet, the prophecy is about a special place where the Saviour would be born. And it says this, As for you, O tower of the flock, the stronghold of the daughters of Zion, to you shall it come, even the former dominion, which means rule, shall come, and the kingdom of the daughters, and the kingdom of the daughters of Jerusalem. And then Micah, in Micah, that's Micah 4, 8. And in Micah 5, 2, Micah tells of the region that the Messiah would be born, which is Bethlehem. But here he's giving a location of where the Messiah was going to be birthed. So we're going to go back now to our original text. Behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. For today in the city of David, there has been born to you a Saviour who is the Christ. And the only sign that was given to the shepherds was this next verse. And this will be a sign remembering that a sign points to something. And you will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloth, lying in a manger. What was the sign? The babe wrapped in swaddling cloth. What was he laying in? A manger. That's it. No address. No location, but a sign points to something, you see. These shepherds knew something. When that sign was given to them, do you think that the shepherds understood the sign? Absolutely. They didn't go and knock on every door in Jerusalem trying to find a manger. They knew where that manger was was their manger. It was their manger. So they hurried to see. Isn't that a mark, remarkable? So we, they hurried then to see. John 2, 15, 16 says, So it was when the angel had gone away from them to, um, into heaven that the shepherds said to one another, Hey, hey, 
Let us now go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has come to pass, which the Lord has made known to us. And they came with haste. And they came with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and they found the babe in the manger, which represented how he was going to die and represented who he truly was. Now, when they had seen him, they made widely known, as you would, they made widely known the sayings which was told to them about the child. You wouldn't be able to not say something, would you? You'd have to get the message out there because something was changing in the sacrificial system now because the Christ had come. The shepherds, when they received the message, they checked it out for themselves and they spread the news abroad. And all those who heard it marveled at those things which were told to them by the shepherds, which means that they received it. But Mary, Mary, she kept these things and pondered them in her heart. And then the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and all the things that they had heard. Right now, in the book of Luke, even though the deliverer and the saviour has come, the preserver has come, he'll sit there. Now, after all that, there's a time for Jesus to be revealed. He sits there in this small corner of the world for 30 years before the gift is unwrapped and unpacked. But we're in the future of the Christmas story, aren't we? You and I. We're in the future of the Christmas story. So what does the gift of Jesus Christ really look like now? What did it look like then, according to Scripture? Well, for the woman with the issue of blood in Luke 4, 40, 43, it looked like deliverance from a life of infirmity and isolation. That's what it looked like to her. That's what the good news looked like to her when she reached out to Christ. It looked like deliverance because the deliverer had come. For Jairus, it looked like life, not death, because he thought he was going to lose his only daughter. But Christ came 
the giver of life, and He raised her from the dead. What does the unwrapping of the gift look like today for you and for me? On the plains of Africa, there are two women. This is a true story. On the plains of Africa, there are two women standing together. One woman's holding a baby wrapped in a a blanket very close to her. She's very sad because you see, the baby has no name. And the reason that the baby has no name is because the baby's a girl and her husband, he wanted a boy. So he forbid her to name the child. What does that look like to you? Rejection, abandonment. But the other lady standing in front of her heard the Holy Spirit say, give her your name and explain. And her name is a double-barreled name and it means grace and longed for. And so she says, we're going to pray the rejection of the baby. And the Holy Spirit asked me, if you like, we could name the baby. We'll give the baby my name because it means grace and longed for. What did God do right there? He broke the back of rejection and he gave a baby acceptance. He gave a baby acceptance. And Christ said through that woman, I have longed for you. By my grace, I'll keep you. Because you're my child. I'll, I'll have you. I'll have you. So the brick back of rejection is broken and acceptance and a baby has a name because of Christ. In a village in England, two women are standing together. One woman longs for a baby with all of her heart. Her husband and her have been trying for years and years and years to have a baby. They're about to start the IVF program and they stand before a woman and she says, I believe that God can open your womb. Let's pray. And God opens the womb and a baby comes forth and great joy is heard. What just happened there? (laughs) A barren womb becomes full, not empty, 
a woman who's infertile becomes fertile and a child is born. In the Southern Highlands, a woman is in despair because she's got lack of work, not enough money coming in. But another woman sees her and meets that need. What just happened there? Peace, not despair, comes there. When we look, church, across Scripture, what we see first is Christ meeting the need. He always met the need first. Then he told the person who he was. And then he taught them how to live. That is the order. The gospel is not hard. It's easy. It's easy for us to, sorry, take the gospel to those around us. So I know this isn't a very long message, but I hope that it really impacts us this year as we think about Christmas and what the gift means to us of Jesus Christ, because we have been given a most remarkable, remarkable gift. And we can't just leave it in a corner, unwrapped and unpacked. So I want us now to just close our eyes because I'm going to ask three questions. And I'd like you to answer the questions. This is between you and God. I want you to answer the questions. The question is, where are we when it comes to unwrapping the gift this Christmas? Where, where are you? Where do you stand? Is the gift still in the manger, like here on the stage, on the platform? Because you don't know Jesus Christ. You don't know that he came to save, deliver, and preserve you. You don't know that he came to give you a better life, that he came to deliver you. You don't know that. But I'm giving you the opportunity this morning through the message to know him. So if that is you and you do not know Christ, this is a momentous moment in your life, a remarkable moment. All I want you to do is just lift your hands and all I'm going to do is pray. Is there anybody here this morning that is in that place? Now I want to ask you, for you, is Jesus in the corner of your life? You know he's there, but the wrapping is plain. There's no name on it. You're keeping him all to yourself. He's in your small corner of the world. If that's you, I want you to rethink that this morning because 
We have a remarkable gift and it's not just for us. It's a free gift that came to us so that we could give it to the world. Maybe you're a person who has unwrapped and unpacked the gift. You've searched it out for yourself. And now you're giving it to others as the true, most truly remarkable gift that it is. I want us to think about this message this Christmas. I want us to think about the people around us who we can really make a difference to because the Holy Spirit will give us ways to reach those around us in need. We can change a life, church. We can make a difference. A difference was made in Africa, a diff- on the plains. A difference was made in a small village in England. A difference was made in the Southern Highlands. There are opportunities like that for you and me every day. We can give a package to somebody who's in need. We can mow a lawn. We can, we can meet a need. Let's not put Jesus in a corner and keep him to ourselves this Christmas. And let Christmas overflow for you and I into 2020. Let that gift keep flowing. Let us keep giving what we have freely been given. Thanks for listening today. For more episodes and information, please visit our website at c3wc.com forward slash Wallandilly or find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash c3wallandilly.